Hello and welcome to the Kangaroo English Podcast. My name is Christian and today is Thursday, the best day of the week. <laughs> um, at the moment, I am reading this book called Animal Languages by the Dutch author um, Eva Majed. It's probably a, a bad pronunciation of her name, but um, she she's a Dutch author and... And in fact, she has a PhD in philosophy, and she taught animal philosophy at the University of Amsterdam. Animal philosophy. And the, the, the book is super fascinating because it challenges some fundamental ideas about, about well... <laughs> I, I don't want to be too dramatic, but it, it challenges some some fundamental ideas about, in a way, what it means to be human. Because um, a, a big part of the book is showing how, as humans, we have created an artificial distinction, an artificial separation between animals, you know, like other animals, and then humans. And, you know, we, we feel like we are at the top of our, at the top of the hierarchy. We are the greatest animals on earth. But we're only great when we, when we judge ourselves by, by human standards, right? And, <laughs> and, and, you know, so for example, um, compared to dogs' ability to... To, to follow scents, to follow smells. Um, we, we don't have that ability. So in that respect, if you judged us by our ability to follow a trail using smell, yeah, we would fail that test. We would be considered stupid and useless, right? If, if we were judged by dog standards. Um, you know, humans don't have the endurance of a dog or the pain threshold of a dog. And, and what's really interesting and, and something that I learned from making my podcasts with, with Dan Everett is that even within human uh, cultures, you know, different abilities are considered important or unimportant. And, you know, he, he was talking about when, when he was in, in the Brazilian rainforest with, with the, the Amazonian hunter-gatherers with, with the Amazonian tribes, um, they, they considered him pretty useless <laughs> and pretty stupid. He had none of the skills that were important to them. Uh, he couldn't navigate the jungle. He couldn't um, kill animals because he couldn't shoot an arrow. All he did was sit and, and study their language. So, which is something that has no value for them. So, um, and, and, and the reason I'm telling you all this is because I think a big part of the, the, the key to success in learning a language is challenging your expectations, right? And so I just want to read a little bit from, from Eva's book. Okay, just, just one paragraph from her book. And here she's talking about here she's talking about why we, why we, you know, why we separate 
human and animal languages. Why do we do that? She says, it may seem far-fetched to think about the language of animals as if there were a huge gap between our forms of communication and theirs, as if human language were more elevated, something that animals will never be able to achieve. However, not that long ago, women were thought to be irrational and incapable of making political decisions. Colonized non-Western populations were once not taken seriously as participations in discussion either. The property rights of Aboriginals in Australia were not recognized, for example, because this was not in line with the European settlers' system of laws and regulations. And that, that particular paragraph in, in her book, that, that hit me really hard because it made me realize how many of the things that we take for granted are probably not based in evidence. We take them for granted because of culture and probably not for any other good reason. Um, now, I don't know if you know that expression to take for granted, but, but that, is, that is our word of the day. So to take for granted means to believe that something is true without questioning it. Okay, that's to, to take something for granted. So um, if you tell me that your name is Esmeralda, okay, I take it for granted. I believe that it's true. Um, but over time in English, this, this has taken on a negative meaning, which is that we take things for granted. We believe that they're true when we shouldn't. So, for example, um, we take our planet for granted. You know, we believe that the planet will always be here for us. You know, the, we'll always have food to eat and we'll always have a safe you know, a safe uh, environment, but we shouldn't believe that that's true. We shouldn't take it for granted. Um, and and taking taking people for granted is also a common thing. Um, you know, it's a classic kind of stereotype that a lot of men take their wives for granted. You know, they expect that their wives will cook for them and clean for them and do all those things and. They believe that that is true. They take it for granted. But it's a dangerous thing because <laughs> wives can leave and, and as we can see, our planets can, can fall apart. And what, what's really interesting about the word, which is very obvious from, 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 from its meaning, is that grant comes from the same Latin root as a lot of words in modern European languages. So... For example, in Spanish, we have uh, creer, which means to believe. And the creer is, is the root, the same root as the word grant. So if you look, you can see we, we have that, that um, switch from the, the k to the g, um, which is something that can easily happen, right? Because k and g are made, they're made in a very similar part of the mouth. You know, a lot of sound changes, that, that's how sound changes happen. They happen in, um, in, uh, in, in the same part of the mouth. 
You have a a m becomes a b. It would be strange if a if a m became a u, because they're you know they're they're not made using the same uh, human sound instruments. <laughs> But um, since we're since we're talking about things that we take for granted, um, and since we're talking about language learning. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this 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 topic recently about how many things students take for granted um, in the language learning process, and you know just to give you some examples of how how dangerous that can be. Um, there's there's been some research about learning synonyms, so um, pretty much every workbook that you open. Uh, And, and every you know exam preparation book will have will have a, a section inside the the book with lists of vocabulary, right? So, if chapter two is about the climate, you know, or about the planet, then you'll have little boxes with similar words like planet, earth, world. Um, uh, sphere, you know, you have you have. You know, you have all these these synonyms, and on, on the surface, it makes sense, right? Because um, you you should understand that there are similar words that mean the same thing, and maybe if I I feel like if I give you ten words that are similar, it will actually it will reinforce that vocabulary, right? It will reinforce it, but that's not actually what happens in in the brain. What happens in the brain is that. All of those words, because they're so similar, they start to compete. They start to fight with each other. So, the research has shown that trying to learn words that are similar will actually mean that it will take you 50 to 100% longer to remember those words. So, that means that it could take you twice as long. You have to see that word twice as many times before you remember it. If you're studying in the wrong way, and 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 this this is the way that we take for granted because it's the way that everybody's teaching vocabulary. The research tells us that that it's wrong. Why are we taking it for granted? We need we need to be more revolutionary. <laughs> um, and you know, and 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 another thing um, about learning vocabulary is that. The research shows that a quarter of your time should be just reading. Now, if if you are in, um, let's say, let's say you're in um, government education, or even if you're paying for uh, language, you know, private language classes with a teacher, how many teachers do you think? Would say to their students, "Okay, just sit and read for this class. This whole class, just sit and read." Probably not many, right? Because teachers, you know, they want to feel active. You know, they take it for granted that their job is to be in the classroom teaching, always, you know, filling their students with with knowledge and information. But that's just another thing that we've taken for granted: reading. 
is an incredible source of vocabulary. And so teachers should be um, saying to their students, listen, today we're just going to read. That's it. Just grab a book and sit and read. Now, I know that that you might be thinking, well, okay, but if I'm, if I'm paying for a class with, it, with a teacher, I want them to be, you know, doing something. I don't want them to just sit behind their desk while I read. But what you have to remember is that you're paying essentially for time, right? And you're paying essentially for a place which is dedicated to your learning. And you have to be honest and say to yourself, well, if you didn't have that 45 minutes or that one hour to read with that teacher, would you actually have the discipline or the time to do it on your own? Would you actually sit for an hour and read instead of, you know, watching Netflix or going out with your friends or, or whatever, whatever you like to do? So maybe it is okay to just sit and read with your teacher. Maybe it seems like a waste of money, but that's just something that you're taking for granted when you shouldn't because sitting and reading would be an incredible boost to your vocabulary. So I think the, 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 the lesson that I want you to, to remember from, from this podcast today is that you have to question everything. <laughs> um, you have to ask you have to ask yourself if you're doing something just because you're taking it for granted as, as a habit you know because that's the way that it's been done all you know so many times so let's continue doing it that way or ask yourself if it's something which is actually good for your learning and getting you results I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm Christian. This is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class.